0: Welcome back to our Faith Bridge Women's podcast, where we are exploring faith lived out. I'm your host, Ashley Irvin, and I'm so excited that you joined us for our episode today. I've got a very wise woman here with me today, Kirsten Bradley. And Kirsten has played an integral role in our women's Bible study this semester. She spent time marinating in Proverbs as we've gone through it. She helped write and uh, co-wrote and also taught several sessions of our uh, Bible study on Proverbs this fall. So I'm so excited to dive into the subject of wisdom with her here today. So I look up to Kirsten in many ways. I know that many women around me would say the same, and so she's very much a woman of wisdom. So I'm excited for us to hear from her how wisdom has impacted her life today. So thank you for joining us, Kirsten. Uh, First off, kind of tell us how long and in what ways have you been involved around Faith Bridge? Well, we came here about 13, 14
1: years ago when my son was in high school, and he moved over here to join his friends in the youth group, and we followed so that we could worship as a family together, and then Steve and I got involved. Uh, I got involved with junior high and then high school ministry, and Mm -hmm. I had a group of girls that. I took through junior high yeah. and high school, ultimately college. And now I have one that's come back to oh, a Titus awesome. group that I have. So that's been really cool. Um, we have a small group that we love yeah. leading and doing community with. Steve and I have also been involved with young married couples, young adults, mm-hmm. and uh, most recently with um, leading young marrieds in a marriage class. Yeah, So that's been really nice. Um, we've enjoyed that too. I love that.
0: Well, you all kind of have your finger in hand in several different places at Faith Bridge and even outside of Faith Bridge for your impact and influence and how God's using you, which is really neat. Yeah, love it. We love it. It's a a blessing. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're blessed to have you guys, and I'm excited for us to get into this topic of wisdom today. So how have you seen specifically the importance of biblical wisdom in your life? How have you seen that kind of uh, see how much you needed it in your Mm. life?
1: Uh, Well, I would say, you know, becoming a believer at 19, um, I've often said that having the Lord as my Savior is different than having Him as Lord of my life. He was my Savior, but it was a long time before He was the Lord of my life. And being in God's Word is integral in that. It's foundational. Um, I'm not going to get true wisdom apart from being in God's word. There's just no other place to get it. Um, There's a lot of worldly wisdom out there, Mm -hmm. but if it doesn't line up with God's word, then it's worthless. So I need biblical wisdom, and I need it every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We all do, and that's for sure. I think that's – we can get – confused or think that there is wisdom out there, you know, even from like motivational speakers and mm-hmm. stuff, but even that can be twisted words that are sound like truth, but are not exactly truth. And so if we don't know what the Bible says, like, how can we apply that wisdom? I think that's mm-hmm. very we, important.
1: We talk about that a lot in our Titus group, that if we can't go back and grounded in God's word, um, it's not truth. Yeah. So what does God's word say about it? Yeah. That's ultimately where we have to come back to every
0: time time. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, uh, there was something that you said in the second session that you taught at the table about, um, worldly wisdom, which you said that the world is short-sighted with grand promises. And I think that that's such a good mm-hmm. way to look at what's the opposite of biblical wisdom is that it is short-sighted with grand par- promises mm-hmm. that, you know, you're going to have so much more fun. Your life's going to be so much better if you just yeah. stop obeying these things that are like putting a, uh, constriction on your life but in reality that's not a constriction it's actually oh. godly protection on oh it us. is and i've been on both sides
1: of the fence because yeah. trust me i've done it all so yeah i can tell you i've lived in you know my foot in both sides of the world and yeah, yeah not where you want to be.
0: Yeah. Do you remember a time, I guess, in your faith walk, like as you started to make God the Lord of your life and not just uh, the Savior of your life? Um, what What was like the turning point for you to walk in biblical wisdom? It
1: was truly women that poured into me. Mm. At, um, You know, we were raised in a different denomination and we didn't study God's word. Yeah. It was just really a book that you put on. God's orders. You just put it on the table, and we put four-leaf clovers in it. Truly, isn't that terrible? But um, (laughs) it was a group of women that uh, poured into me, and the sweet spot for me was years later seeing the fruit of that when I taught in BSF, and I had one Mm -hmm. of them that poured into me and that I adored. Yeah. I looked up and saw her in the audience. Oh, wow. And it was just, we both had a moment.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I I love that idea of discipleship and passing down what you know and how Mm -hmm. now, I mean, just clearly from hearing how you're involved at Faith Bridge, like how now you're passing down what those women put into you and and that legacy that God's put of his family tree continues to multiply. And so all the lives that are touched just from the obedience of each person to Mm -hmm. influence. always tell the girls and even the young marrieds, we're really here to teach you um, what
1: not to do because we've done all the things you (laughs) you shouldn't do, so Uh (laughs) we can tell you which way not to go.
0: Yes, it's important. So uh, you've spent a lot of time in Proverbs from writing the study. We started all the way back in June and and writing the study up until August and then also teaching a couple of the sessions. So tell me, uh, how has the wisdom of Proverbs made an impact on you personally this fall? Hmm. I think I have
1: to go back a little bit farther and just tell you how good God is because I have been in an accountability group with, um, well, four women. There's five of us for over two years. And the Lord allowed me to walk through Proverbs prior to you even asking me to step into that. Um, And so going through it with the four of them was really sweet. And then when you asked me to, taking another dive, to look at it on a deeper level and to really, you know, root out a lot of truth and teach it and then go through the study as well. Yeah. Um, You know, with the ladies. So, yeah, I mean, I I saw the way that even though it seemed like a book of scattered ideas uh, or wisdom and Mm -hmm. teaching, uh, there were also places where you could group together themes and thoughts. But overall, I just saw how... um, Solomon wanted to pour into his son. He wanted him so much to walk in the ways of God and not in the ways of the world. And it made me think of Deuteronomy where, um, God's word tells us that we are to teach our children when we sit and when we lie Mm -hmm. and we walk along the road all the time. And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be in a relationship with him. He wants us to be thinking about him and soaking in his word. And, um, yeah, just to have that you know, intimate relationship with him on a daily basis. And yeah. um, that's what he wants for us. And I, I just saw that throughout the book of Proverbs. I mean, it makes it so clear. God in his mercy says, walk this way so that mm-hmm. you can avoid not all, but some of the pitfalls because, you right. know, it's not a book of promises, but um, probabilities. Yeah. Um, so that's what God is saying. If you walk in my wisdom, you're going to avoid a whole lot. Yeah. Of of trial in your life that you, you know.
0: Yeah. Don't want to walk in. Absolutely. And I think that was such, I remember when we were first meeting to talk about Proverbs and you brought up that idea that it's not a a book of um, this is what's going to happen, like A plus B equals C, but it is the probability that if you walk Mm -hmm. in the ways of wisdom, this is, it's a good way to go. And, And it's not the bad way. And it's not going to lead to foolishness down the road or, or foolishness that leads to great and grave consequence. And so it's important because I, like I said, I've walked on both sides of that.
1: And and I can tell you walking in God's truth is um, the way to go.
0: Definitely. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular theme like from even just the, the lessons that you taught that stuck out to you or personally impacted you?
1: Yes. Um, There were several. Uh, One is probably the tongue.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and um, my husband would say I am a continuous stream of consciousness. So (laughs) (laughs) for me, I have to really think about my words um, because I can be spontaneous and not really think about what I'm saying and then have to go back and go, oh, that's not what I meant or, oh, I should have packaged that a little bit differently Um, because I do tend to speak my mind, um, but it's, it's taught me even more about tempering mm-hmm. what I'm going to say mm-hmm. and think about it before I say it. Yeah. Um, and just walking in wisdom with people and the how, and how you treat them. Yeah. You know, we all, the golden rule, you know, we all right. want people to treat us the way we want to be treated, but it's important that we treat them with the same love and respect that we want.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I know, I think that in the lesson that I taught, I the idea of the tongue and how we use our words and just that idea of the verse in Proverbs 18 that says there's life and death in the power of the tongue and Mm -hmm. taking that with a little bit more weight this time. I know I've read that verse multiple times in my life, but like feeling the weight of, wait, there's the power of life and death in what I say. So how am I actually being intentional about the words that are coming out of my mouth? Because sometimes they might spew out like a stream of consciousness that's not helpful for anyone. And so how am I protecting that for Mm -hmm. my own walking in wisdom but then also how it impacts and affects other people
1: absolutely the other thing is proverbs 16 9 has always stood out to me and that is you know that man makes plans but it's the lord who orders mm. um, our steps and for somebody like me who is a type a task oriented i have a list i have a calendar i have an agenda yeah. every day yeah um i'm somebody called me a uh, what was it a a big plate person Uh can do a lot of things at once. And I can, but I can also slip into the pride of that. Mm. And so I need to be really careful and and hold loosely to the gifts that God's given me, recognizing they're from him and also hold loosely to that to do.
0: Definitely. There's so much wisdom in, in that point of view too. And I think that's something that Proverbs has done for me in this season too is, uh, taking the perspective to see how careful I need to be, even with the gifts and talents and things that God's given me, that it doesn't lead to pride or it doesn't lead to something else. But how do we protect those? And kind of in the same vein of like, how do I protect my mouth as Mm -hmm. there is wisdom that gives us good boundaries for those things?
1: Yes. I think Psalm 141, I think it's verse three. I think they need to put that in Proverbs (laughs) two, where it says, Lord put a uh, watch over my mouth and a guard over my lips. Mm, <laughs> because, yes, you know. And I know it's not just women, but right. We do tend to probably talk more than the men. Yes. <laughs> gets <to laughs> us into more trouble.
0: Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So how has God used biblical wisdom to change and shape your faith? Even outside of this study in Proverbs, like as you're talking about this realization of I need biblical wisdom, like past that, as you've walked in it, how has it shaped your faith?
1: Um, again, it's foundational. Uh, I need to be in God's word every day. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah, um, what is it, 17.9 tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things. Yeah. And if not, if I'm not soaking in God's word and um, have the accountability of my other sisters in Christ, mm-hmm. community of believers, along with God's word, prayer, dependence upon Him, um, Kirsten is pretty quick to go her own way.
0: Yeah.
1: And I know um, the older I get, um, how deceitful my heart is. Yeah. Really and truly. So. Yeah. If I'm not in His Word, Kali, it's a slippery slope and it goes fast.
0: Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. Well, even that thought of like, am I spending time looking at God's Word? Um, I was talking with someone the other day about how how we know God's voice and how we don't walk in condemnation because God's voice never sounds like condemnation. It gives us holy conviction, but it's not condemning or shame filled. And in that same vein, like knowing, well, God's ways also look a certain way and so we know that by reading the bible and seeing how how does he behave even looking at jesus and how he was as he walked on the earth how do we walk in that example it's only by spending time marinating in that daily and it may look different day to day for all of us but how important it is yeah you can't give
1: out what you don't have and what you don't know yeah and if you don't know god's word then you don't know him right yeah so. Yeah, and you don't, uh, you know, respond appropriately either. Yeah, that honors him. It's not about honoring yourself too, because that gets slippery as well. Mm-hmm. We want, um, you know, that slippery slope of wanting the praise of man yeah. versus wanting to honor the Lord. That's something I've struggled with in the past too, yeah. and I've had to surrender that over and over to God. It's, you know, it's not about me,
0: right? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's a, oh man, that's a slippery slope for me as well. And it's a sneaky one too. It's (laughs) It's very sneaky. Because if you experience some success, and I think that's something I've been learning is the difference between success and obedience is that obedience is not always followed by success. And learning that earthly success may bring the praise of man and sometimes heavenly obedience does not. Actually, a lot of times it doesn't. And so (laughs) to know that it's like Praise of man and even just affirmation from other people is not something to expect on the end of a choice that God asks you to make, and and that makes it difficult to walk in the way of righteousness. But it's also good and sanctifying to say, "I don't need that." Yeah, like and, and it freeing. It takes yes. the weight off of us to feel like I've got to you know appease anybody around me.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you just really have to pray about it because our flesh craves that,
0: mm-hmm. and it,
1: we know that's not from the Lord. But right, you know. We know who the enemy is, you know, he he would prefer that we take that glory and
0: yeah. use it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Well, what wisdom in Proverbs is particularly impacting you like right now this week? What is something that has stood out?
1: Oh, um, well, I'm in Jeremiah and I. It doesn't matter what book of the Bible I'm in. I just finished uh, Judges, and one of the girls in the group says, well, um, why don't we do Job next? We're like, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) We are not doing Job after we've done Judges. Um, So we're doing Jeremiah. And he is called the prophet of the heart, which I didn't know that. The word heart is used 66 times in the book of Jeremiah. Um, But one of the things that he pointed out is that, and I don't mean this in a, in a condescending way or a condemning way, that our sin brings about punishment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if you twi- turn that around and you see that that's God's mercy, yeah. because we focus so much on the grace of God, we forget to have awe yeah. for him and to fear him. Um, I think we've gotten away from that reverence for yeah. the Lord. Um taking our sin lightly, not recognizing that the Lord in his mercy brings about mm-hmm. consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, you can call them whatever you want, punishment, right. consequences, you know, package it. But he's merciful yeah. to bring about the things that draw us back to him. Yeah. And um, I saw that, of course, in Judges over and over and over again. Right. Um, and again, seeing that in Jeremiah and just, mm-hmm. you know, that's his wisdom. He knows what yeah. we need
0: all yeah. the time. Yeah, and he disciplines those he loves, and I think that's the graciousness to remember that it is his love for us Mm -hmm. that that invokes that, and I think you and I have talked before just about the power of the gospel is also found in the fact that we in our sin deserve God's wrath, And, and if we aren't acknowledging that God has wrath, how can we at all understand the weight of his grace? Yes. And that's why we need to get up and preach the gospel to ourselves every day. Yes. We need to be reminded each day of what he's done for us. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. That's a a great word from Jeremiah, and I want to go read it now. Yeah. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Um, Well, how have you created a rhythm of wisdom intake in your daily life?
1: Well, um, I thought about this uh, this weekend teaching the um, class to – a young married group and remembering back when I had young children and how hard it was to find that time with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and also remembering in God's word, it tells us he's gentle yeah. with those who are um, taking care of their young children. Um, so I'm on the other side of that with the boys gone. Um, so I do have that wonderful rhythm yeah. of getting up in the morning, um, making my cup of coffee and sitting down with God's Word. I mean, that's my daily rhythm every single day. We don't do it on Sundays because we're preparing our hearts for what the Lord has for us in church. But six days a week, my accountability group, um, we're texting. Okay, this is where we are. What did you glean? What did God teach you? How are you convicted um, of this or that? Where do you need to be praying? And um, how can we love you through that? And, um, And then my husband and I do our quiet time together, too. So we're always talking about what we're studying or reading.
0: Yeah. Do you all read the same thing simultaneously, or are you in different places? We don't.
1: We don't. Um, But, you know, it always overlaps just because that's the way God's Word is. And I thought about that, too. Thinking about this proverb study, I know I'm going off here a little bit, and I don't know if you recognized it, but both you and Hannah and I all went back to Genesis. Yeah. And I just saw God weaving, even though we were all very different teachers, uh-huh. um, how he just wove his agenda through it yeah. and, and took us back to Genesis and back to the, you know, foundation of things. And, um and and then Steve and I see that too. When we're in God's yeah. word, he'll say, Hey, you gotta I've never read this before and I know I've read this. Right. But I don't remember this. So we get to share a lot
0: yeah. about what we're
1: studying, what yeah. we're convicted about.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Well and even thinking about the study with the three of us all going back to Genesis without talking to each other about yeah, it. Either. That was not planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is and I think that's mm-hmm. the as I have Matured in my understanding of the word, I've seen how it is so intertwined. I think when Mm -hmm. you first get to the Bible or you first start to read for yourself, it's like, How does any of this make sense? Like, looking at you know, all the way from the Old Testament to the New Testament, but then you see all this prophecy that was fulfilled in Jesus, and it's like it is all interwoven from start to finish. And how amazing and awe inspiring, like being able to sit in awe of God, that it is all. Interlace together and you, and you just love it two of my Titus girls after Ben taught on Sunday
1: they're on the group me text and they're like oh my gosh this just totally woven with what we studied in Hebrews yeah. last week and I'm like yes yes oh that's awesome and your ladies are in for a treat with this Hebrew study yeah, by Jen Wilkin because we're doing that in our Titus group yeah. and it is fantastic
0: oh I can't so, wait so I've heard good. it's awesome so good I love it yes so I know you've kind of already hit on this, but I'd love to just actually ask you specifically, why do you think it's important to have a daily wisdom intake? And maybe what would you say if you look back on your life with young kids for any of us walking in those seasons, what would be your kind of point of advice for making that rhythm? Um, I think it would be
1: to make margin in your life for the things that are a priority. And if God's word... Is a priority. If you say God's word is a priority, Mm -hmm. let that be seen in the way you prioritize Him.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, there's a lot of missed opportunities I had when my kids were young. I could have made more margin. Now I'm not beating myself up about it. Um, Now, but if I looked back and had some regret, it would be to to spend more time in the Word, slow down. Not make some of the things that I thought were so important, so important, that yeah. weren't important, that had no temp, that you know had no eternal value, mm-hmm. a lot of temporal value, but really no eternal value. Um, I think also for you guys, the social media is it. You know, we talk about that a lot in our Titus group. Yeah. Um, being lured away by the things of the world. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I'm in a season of really hard barely being on social media yeah. because the Lord made it very clear. And I tried to step back in. I'm like, can I go back now? And he was pretty clear, no. <laughs> so um, it, our time just gets gobbled up so fast. It does. And, and if I could do go back and do anything, it would be to marinate in his word more. Mm.
0: Truly, yeah. truly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know. The more I'm on social media, the more I'm like, this is not good for me. Long term is not great. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Well, I love it. Well, thank you so much for just sharing your wisdom. And I know that this has been so encouraging and uplifting for me to hear um, from your experience and especially from your time in Proverbs and time prepping for this semester's study. And the joy. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome. We love to end our episodes with the same question. And so I'd love to ask you, Kirsten, before you leave, what is something this week that has brought you joy? Mm, um,
1: I took my sister in law a couple meals on Monday. Um, she had back surgery. I like to feed people. So yes. that brings me joy. Yeah, I'm going to go home and put in five flats of flowers in the yard Yeah, when I get home. That brings me joy. Um, I'll go to the Nutcracker market tomorrow <laughs> with my best friend. That will bring me joy. But aside from all that, um, worldly stuff, really God's word is where
0: my greatest joy is. Mm. Honestly. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kirsten. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in and inviting us into your headphones, your car, your home, or your phone speaker. We hope this conversation's been encouraging and uplifting for you today. We'll be back again next week with our last episode of the season. But until then, my friends, have a most wonderful week. Thanks for listening to the Faith Bridge Women's Podcast. Our prayer is that God would use each episode to edify and encourage your spirit, we seek to be stronger together in Christ. To hear more from FaithBridge women and to discover other great stories of God working in the lives of Faithbridgers, head to faithbridge.org/podcasts and subscribe today.